This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hello, and welcome to the Bobby Podcast. My name is Bobby Kazmaier. And for the last year and a half, I've been creating content on TikTok and through this podcast, navigating my experiences in ED recovery, what I've learned in recovery, um, how I've been able to overcome certain struggles with EDs and recovery, going through all my experiences, sharing them with you guys, because I've found a true passion for helping and inspiring others going through similar struggles I was going through with food Um, and now using my experiences and learning from them to share that knowledge with others. And I want to reiterate the fact with this podcast, I am simply sharing my own experiences. I am not a licensed nutritionist. I'm not a registered dietitian. I'm not an eating disorder recovery coach. I'm not certified not licensed in anything. I'm simply sharing my own experiences through eating disorder recovery. Um, Through this last year and a half, I've been able to grow a following of over 200,000 people on TikTok, which to this day still blows my mind. Um, But like I said, I've been able to use my platform on TikTok to um, help others, make others feel less alone um, if they're struggling with food, or body image, or anything along those lines. And it's truly been amazing. Um, And I love this podcast, especially because I love the fact that I'm able to express what I want to say in a longer form of content. Because there's only so much you can fit into a TikTok or an Instagram reel. Uh, Being able to just sit with a microphone and just really be authentic for 30 minutes to an hour is amazing. Uh, It's really, it's it's, it's truly great. It's awesome that I'm even able to do this. So that being said, I really hope you enjoy the episode and thank you so much for listening. Recovering from an eating disorder is one of the best things you can do, but it's also one of the most challenging things you can do. And it also doesn't happen overnight. It takes a long, long time to truly change your mindset around food, exercise, whatever it may be. it takes a long time to, to change your mindset and completely flip um, your entire thought process, your actions um, around food, your body image, exercise, anything of that nature. It takes a long time. But like I said, it's worth it. However, in that time period of your recovery and everything you'll face in recovery, there are certain aspects of recovery that are easier than others. And there are some that are harder than others and more difficult to actually achieve and then um, to get over. So I want to talk about in this episode, I want to talk about the mindsets, I guess, habits, um, ways of living um, that took me the longest to get over and recover from when in my recovery from my eating disorder. I mean, I'm recovered from these habits um, and thoughts and mindsets now, but these specific ones took me the longest to overcome out of all the parts of recovery I've dealt with. And I want to explain 
or kind of break down and analyze why it took me a long time to get over those compared to others. Um, because I feel like a lot of people can relate to these ones um, just based off of the content I already, I've already produced. Like I've already made videos, I think on all of these on my TikTok or social media. And I've just, you know, I see people comment, Oh yes, like this is so relatable and everything like that. So I want to kind of break down why each one of these mindsets that I'm about to say and go over took me the longest um, because just for certain reasons, these ones took me a lot longer to get over than others. The first, I guess, habit that took me a very long time to break was always eating with smaller utensils. Um, you know, if I had the option to choose between a bigger spoon and a small spoon and a small fork and a big fork, um, I was about to say knives, but I guess you don't really eat with knives. Um, I'd always go with the, the smaller utensil. And I would do that because I wanted the food I was eating to last as long as possible. And that took me so long to get over because, you know, when I would restrict for years, I had years of restricting, I guess, under my belt. Um, my body became so used to that. My, my brain was so used to that mindset of always restricting. So my body, it was so used to it, it was preparing itself to restrict again. So uh, by me, you know, taking as long as I possibly could to eat, my brain was, you know, basically saying like, okay, like, you know, we got to make this last because we don't know when we're going to eat again because we're so used to restricting all the time, uh, even though I was at a point where, you know, I wasn't restricting anymore. I was still eating, you know, however many times a day I was eating the right amount of food, but I was still stuck in that old restricting mindset for this habit specifically because, you know, when I was restricting and I would eat something, you know, I would always try and go as long as possible without eating again. Um, so my body got so used to that over the years because it was doing it for so long that whenever I would eat something, I would try and make it last as long as possible just in case I ever restricted again because, you know, oh, you never know. Like that's what my brain is thinking. Um, even though I'm past that point, like I, even though I'm way past that point, my brain is still thinking that. Um, so that took me a, such a long time to get over um, because I, I was always, I guess, still afraid that like I would restrict again for whatever reason. So I wanted my food to last as long as possible. Um, but thankfully, I'm now over that hurdle. Uh, I don't care what size my utensils are anymore because I know in my head, like this is not my last, like whatever I'm eating right now is not my last time eating ever. Like I'm going to eat again. Like I know that. So I'm not... Um, that there's no point in me making my food last as long as possible because I'm going to eat again. Um, so what I started doing was eating with the bigger utensil every single time. And to my surprise, actually, it didn't really make that much of a difference in terms of like how long it took me to eat something. Um, and that's not, the, that's not the point of it, but I just thought that was pretty funny how like I was so enamored with using a smaller utensil because it would make my food last as long as possible. Then once I started eating with bigger utensils again, didn't make that much of a difference, but obviously I was doing it for the reasons of getting out of that, like restricting mindset. Cause I'm no longer at that point. Like I don't restrict food anymore. I honestly like physically like can't do it. Like I cannot get myself to restrict food anymore, which is a great thing of, of course, but my brain was so stuck in that mindset for a long time. But after repeatedly eating with bigger utensils over time, it helped calm that it, cal it helped calm me down. It helped calm that old mindset down, kind of shove it in the back of the closet pretty much like so it's it's closed for business it's not there anymore um because like i said like i know that 
this is not the last time I'm going to eat something. Uh, I'm going to eat again. So there's no need to make this food last as long as possible. So there's no need for me to use a smaller utensil. Uh, if, if I'm out eating and the utensils are just generally small, like I'm not, I'm not going to be against that. I'm not against eating with smaller utensils at all. Um, but I'm just not always going to need to use it anymore because I'm not in that restricted mindset anymore, which is a great thing. Um, it's just crazy how long I was so fixated on needing a smaller utensil because I needed my food to last as long as possible. And I couldn't really figure out why until I realized, oh, I, oh shit, I'm still in this mindset or my body's still in this mindset where it thinks that I'm going to restrict again. So I, I need to make whatever I'm eating right now last as long as possible. But that's not true because I don't restrict anymore. The next old mindset that took me a very long time to get out of was the idea of needing to hit 10,000 steps every single day or I guess, and or hit my the move goal on my Apple Watch that I set for myself. Uh, if, you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, when you, if you have an Apple Watch or any kind of Fitbit or anything like that, um, typically it'll set, or at least Apple Watches do, I don't know about Fitbits, but Apple Watches will it'll give you a certain number of calories to hit on your exercise goal. Like, oh, okay, like I'll burn X amount of calories a day. And like, that's like, that means you'll hit your move goal if you hit that number. Um so, you know, when I first got my Apple Watch, I was so fascinated by that idea. So I would always, you know, every day, like make sure I hit my move goal. Cause like when you hit that certain goal, um, you get, you know, a little reward or something like that. It feels like a kind of like a game. Uh, and you always want to like, you know, win the game, I guess, if that makes sense. But, um, so I became pretty obsessed with that every single day. Um, and if I didn't, if there was one day I didn't hit it, um, I would, you know, feel like I didn't do enough exercise. I feel like I didn't deserve all the food I ate that day because I didn't, you know, compensate with exercise. It just became into such a horrible um, cycle of over-exercising, um, you know, overeating because of that. And I just, it was a horrible cycle. Um, you know, and, and as time went on, I was able to break that over-exercise cycle uh, and understand that, you know, exercise and it, if you're looking at it from a standpoint of um, like needing to earn your food, you don't need to earn food. Food is not something that is earned. We need food to live regardless of how active you are. If you lie in bed all day, you're, you're still, you still need a shit ton of food. Like um, the, the number, the percentage of calories we burn on a daily basis. Um, the majority of that comes from just existing from resting, um, you know, roughly two thirds of that, is from resting the, you know, the actual percentage from exercise is relatively low. Um, so, you know, and, and these devices like Apple watches, Fitbits, they place so much emphasis on the exercise portion of it. So it makes you feel like you need to, to burn a shit ton more calories and you actually need to, to, to earn the food that you're eating. Um, but in reality, that's not even the case. Like you don't need to earn food ever. That's just, you don't need to food is not something that it's, that is earned. It, we need it to live. Um, so just having that on my wrist every single day, telling me that, oh, you need to burn a certain number of calories a day, uh, in order to, um, you know, earn the food that you ate, um, that obviously stuck with me for a long time. And the only way I was able to break that mindset and get out of that was to just take my Apple watch off. Like I didn't wear my Apple watch for a couple days at a time. And like, 
you know, when I didn't wear it, I recognized that I was thinking about how much I was exercising and moving way less and the food I was eating way less. Um, and, you know, to no surprise, it was because I wasn't wearing this thing on my wrist that was telling me how many calories I was burning every single day. Like I realized that that wasn't important and I was, uh, I was able to be way more intuitive. So as time goes on and I continuously, you know, um, not wear my Apple watch for certain periods of time, my relationship with food and exercise gets so much better. And when I was able to, when I got to a point where I was comfortable enough to wear my Apple watch again, uh, it was, it made life so much easier because I was, uh, I didn't have to, I didn't, I didn't feel the need to, to hit this certain move goal every single day. Uh, and if I didn't, I, I realized that I was totally fine and I'd still, um, you know, I still deserved to eat however much I wanted to eat that day. And I, you know, ate intuitively and, um, didn't restrict. I didn't exercise as much that day. So it's just, that took a long time to break just because it was on my wrist every single day. I could look at it whenever I wanted to every single day. Um, so thankfully after taking that watch off for, you know, periods of time, um, consistent, consistent periods of time, I was able to, to shed that mindset of, Oh, I need to earn my food. I need to exercise this amount per day in order to hit this, this goal. And something else that made me realize something I was like, okay, like, okay. Like say I get the goal, this move goal every day. What happens? What happens? Nothing, nothing happens. <laughs> like you get a little, like a, a little notification on your watch and that's it. So it's like, what's the, what's the end game? Why are we actually like, why was I actually trying to hit this goal every single day? I don't know. I, like once I realized that it was, it was honestly pretty hilarious. Cause I was like, dude, like I'm placing so much emphasis on this stupid number set by a device that doesn't actually, that isn't actually even hundred percent accurate anyways. And there's no real reward for it. It just gives you a little notification at the end of the day. Like that's all it does. So it was so, so funny to me that I was just placing so much, so much onto this thing on my wrist. It's a watch. It's supposed to give you the time, not, you know, cause all this extra added stress. So thankfully I was able to get out of that mindset. I also mentioned feeling the need to get 10,000 steps every single day. Um, and the same methods applied as to why I felt like I needed to, to hit that number. Um, with, uh, the move goal with, with these steps, it was the same, it was the same principle. Uh, you feel like, you know, with this, with this device on your watch every single day, you feel like you need to hit certain milestones. And if you don't, you're a failure and you don't deserve to eat and you just, you're, you're not enough basically. But with the 10,000 steps thing, um, the, the added element, uh, to this one is I just heard for like months through like media, YouTube videos, like anything I, I hear, like websites, whatever articles. I, I always heard that, oh, 10,000 steps, like that's the goal, that that's the threshold right there. Like you, you just hear it all around you. I'm sure you guys have as well if you're listening to this. Like you, you hear, oh, I got, I got to hit my 10,000. I need to hit my 10,000. If I don't, if you know, 9,990, that's not enough. You got to hit those 10 extra steps because that's going to make all the difference. Um, and while I'm a huge, you know, advocate for like, I love walking. I, I walk every single day. It's one of my favorite activities. Like it's so relaxing. It's steady state cardio. Um, it's low impact on your joints. Like it's really relaxing. You can do it wherever it's, I love walking. It's one of my favorite things to do. I do it every single day. Um, but for a period of time there, I would like force myself to go on walks and force myself to, to hit these extra steps. I like, there are times where I was at like, I think like 9,000, 975 steps and it was like 1130 at night and I was about to go to bed and I just like walked around my room until I hit those last 25 steps and then I just turned my watch off and went to bed like what difference did that make 
it made zero difference, but I just felt the need to hit those 10,000 steps every day just because you hear it all the time. Um, like that's the number you got to hit every single day. And you hear, you know, how many more extra calories you could burn if you hit those 10,000 steps if, instead of hitting 5,000. Um, and like I said, I love walking. I think it's really beneficial for your health. It's one of the you know greatest things you can do for yourself. But I took it to an extreme. And if I was really sore from a tough workout um, and I only had like 6,000 steps, I would force myself force myself to go on a two, two and a half, three mile walk just to hit my 10,000 steps. And then I would feel content. And then I would feel better about myself. And then I would, I would allow myself to eat more than I would have if I didn't go. Um, and then my body just felt worse and I would break down and like I would physically like break down the next day. I'd feel even worse, but I couldn't break that cycle. So same thing applied. I, you know, when I took off my watch for periods of time and I couldn't, um, see how many steps I tracked, I, I realized just how much more peaceful it was inside my head. Like I, I, I wasn't wasting thoughts on how many steps I had that day. Um, and it was just really, and now that I think about it too, this same, same thing happened with the, the stand goal on the Apple watch. If you know, if you don't know, Apple watches have a stand goal as well. Like they want you to stand for X amount of hours a day. And I think I've mentioned this before in one of my like very early episodes, but I, you know, mentioned that there were, there would be times where if I got like an hour where I didn't stand up, I would like go insane. Like I would stand up for 30 seconds and then sit back down just so I can hit that number on the watch and like get the, get that hour of standing. Um, so it's just nuts how, how much these devices like can really control our lives. And like I said, thankfully my, I guess I have a much better um, relationship with my, with my Apple watch. I felt weird to say, but I just, I don't know. I feel like my, I use my watch for the right reasons. Now I don't, um, I don't overuse it. I don't use it just to, to track my numbers. I mean, I, I use it for, I still use it to, to track my stuff, but I, I'm not basing myself worth on it. I'm not basing how much I eat because of those numbers. It's just kind of there because I, I think the, the Apple watch is a very useful thing for multiple reasons, but like outside of those numbers, obviously. Um, so I, I still wear it, but I, I only put it back on because I knew I was at a point where I was comfortable enough to, to wear it and I wouldn't get... Um, fixated on these numbers that virtually don't mean anything. Cause like I said, the Apple watches are not hundred percent accurate. They cannot tell you how many calories you're actually burning a day that they, it just can't. It, it's a, it's a device we're, we're not there yet. I mean, I'm sure there are a couple devices that are pretty accurate. Actually, I know there are, but um, Apple watches, they're not hundred percent accurate. So just take those numbers with a grain of salt and don't let them get into your head because it's only just going to make things worse. And it's not fun. Trust me. This next one is strictly body image, and this is probably the one that the habit that took me the longest to break out of everything, simply because I made it a part of my routine, and just generally speaking, it's hard to break routine from anything, so the fact I was doing this every day made it even harder to stop, but thankfully, I stopped it, and it is body checking first thing in the morning. Like, I would wake up and just look at myself in the mirror with no shirt on and, and would see how I looked and would immediately start my day off that way. And by doing that, um, I was not only judging myself right away, but I was also pretty much deciding how I was going to feel that day. Like if I, if I looked myself in the mirror and I thought I looked, you know, quote unquote good, I was going to have a, I was going to be in a better mood. I was going to have a good day. And then vice versa. If I looked in the mirror and I hated the way I looked for whatever reason, I was going to have a really shitty day. Um, so right away, I'm pretty much basing how I'm going to feel that day 
on how I look in the mirror. And this could be at like eight o'clock in the morning. And it's just like, um, and it became such routine because I would do it every single day. And I would look at myself in the mirror and like just overanalyze every single part of my body. Um, and it was just, it was horrible because like I said, like I based my entire day around this. And what it also did, it definitely worsened my relationship with food because um, if I looked like really good in the mirror that day, like really, like I thought I looked amazing, like trim, lean, whatever, I would use that as permission to eat more that day, if that makes sense. It's like, oh, well, I look this good anyways. I can, I can afford to eat a little bit more today because of that. And then vice versa. If you look in the mirror and you feel, and, and I thought I looked horrible i would be like all right we're gonna scale back a little bit today we're gonna we're gonna overcompensate with exercise a little bit more today and you know that that took me so long to break out of (laughs) and it would also affect my food choices just long term because um like i said you feel like you can just you can fix this in in a short term uh just quick little like whether it's cut back the next day um, you feel like you can just fix it really quickly then like the next day. And then, then this carries over into the next day because say I don't like the way I look in the mirror. I scale it back a little bit with food and then I go to sleep. I'm like expecting to look better the next day. And then if I don't, I'm like floored and like the cycle continues. And it's just um, you feel like you get caught in like another one of these cycles. And that's what I would get into, get into every single day. I would get like anxious first thing in the morning because it's like, okay, I haven't seen myself in the mirror yet. Like, what am I going to look like? Like, am I going to look good, bad? Like, I don't know how I'm going to look. Um, and it's crazy. And then another, like, this is another thing similar to the Apple Watch. It's like, okay, what am I really doing? Like, what is this actually for? Like, I, you don't get any really, re- you don't get any reward from it. The same thing applies here because what was the point of me, like making sure my, my abs looked a little bit more defined? Like, who was that for? What was that for? What's the reason why I wanted that? Why did I want to look quote unquote, like leaner, uh, slightly leaner than the day before? Why? Why? Because to the naked eye, no one sees any difference. I know it's really tough when like you're so hyper-focused on yourself and you see flaws in, in you that no one else can see. And I understand that. But when you think about it, it's just like, what are you really doing this for? Like I really, cause I was getting to a point where like, this was like really like placing a toll on my mental health because I was doing this every single day. So I, I, you know, I kind of sat back and I was like, okay, like, what am I, what am I actually doing this for? Like, why do I wake up every single day look at myself in the mirror and like judge myself immediately? Why? (laughs) Um, And part of it I I know is because I want to make sure I'm not gaining weight. Like I want, I just wanted like the clarification that I'm not magically gaining weight from the day before. And that's just the the stupid disordered voice in my brain that's trying to tell me that, oh, if you do this, you're going to gain X amount of weight forever. And like, there's no going back. That stupid effing voice in your head. Um, and I, I knew that was the main root of it. I just wanted the clarification that I didn't magically gain weight from the day before, even though I did the, like, even though I'm eating the exact same way I normally do. Um, it makes no sense when you say it out loud. It makes zero sense, but that's, that's the reality of it. For me, at least, obviously, it's different for everyone, but that's that was the reality of it for me. So when I realized this, I, I just I said, okay, that's enough. Like, there's no point. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm literally not. I <laughs> I don't care what I have to do. I'm not doing this. So what I started doing was, um, I I would just because I usually, 
this seems so like i guess off topic from it but i, I usually sleep without a shirt on just because it's really hot in my room or whatever but i i started sleeping with a shirt on because i i was like okay i'm not taking this off in the morning and i'm not using it to go look at myself in the mirror with no shirt on so i started sleeping with a shirt on so when i wake up i have a shirt on so i don't feel the need to like take it off and look at myself in the mirror if that makes sense i don't know so the more and more i did that the more the, the easier it got to not look at myself in the mirror um and there was even a time where i didn't i think i made a video about this like a TikTok about this like way like almost because this has almost been a year now and i made a video i said i haven't looked at a full body mirror in over two weeks like i just because i realized that like when i'm not like body checking in the mirror for x reason uh, I'm not really looking into mirrors that much. Like, yeah, I'll look at like my, my camera on my phone and like, you know, make sure I, I don't have anything on my face and stuff like that. But like, I, other than that, I'm not like looking in mirrors unless I'm body checking. So I, as time went on, I, I really wasn't looking into mirrors and my self-esteem like skyrocketed. Like it, it absolutely skyrocketed. It felt great because I wasn't judging my own self-worth based on how I looked. Uh, I was way focused more on how I felt. Um, I was eating foods that or I was eating the enough food for me that I felt was right. I wasn't allowing myself to restrict or to overcompensate because I either really, really liked the way I looked in the mirror or I didn't like the way I looked in the mirror. I wasn't doing that anymore. I was solely eating way more intuitively based off feel, based off foods I wanted to eat for myself, foods I was craving, not just foods that were, you know, quote unquote, lowering calorie. Um, so that really made a difference. And that one was just so hard to break. Cause like I said, I was doing this every single day. That's how I, that's how I started off my day every single day. And like I said, when it becomes routine, it becomes even harder to break. So just as time went on, it became easier to just not look in the mirror and not judge myself the way I look, because again, who is it really for? Like, why are you really doing this? Why are you actually like, in terms of talking to myself, like, why was I actually doing this? Why was I judging over analyzing every ounce of my body in the mirror when I first woke up, it made zero sense. And I would do the same, this thing about it now, I, I would do the same thing after I ate a meal. If I ate like a really big meal, um, I would like go to the bathroom and look at myself in the mirror to make sure like I didn't, like I said, I didn't like magically gain weight. Like it's just like, it's so crazy. So thankfully I'm way past that. And um, I'm at a point now where, like I said, I don't judge myself based on how I look. Uh, Cause I know in the grand scheme of things, to the naked eye, no one sees a difference. And I'm at a point now where I don't even really see a difference either. Um, and I also deleted all of my progress, my quote unquote progress pictures from my phone that I took over the years because I would use that as a way to like compare how I look now to how I look then. So I got rid of all of those. So I don't even have the the temptation to look at old pictures of myself um, and compare it to who I am now because there's no point in doing that because I'm not that person anymore. I'm the person I am today. So that's your sign to, to get rid of all those pictures on your phone that you use to compare yourself. Um, because I know it's really, t it's, it's hard to get rid of those because you just feel like that's a part of you. Um, and you want to always have that comparison, but it feels so much more freeing when you get rid of them and you're not, you know, looking at yourself in the mirror and hating yourself. <laughs> it, life is a lot better when you actually are comfortable with the way you look and you're way focused more on, how you feel. So this last habit I'm going to discuss in this episode, I think I'm going to make a part two because I have a decent sized list of these. Um, but this last one for this episode is drinking your calories. Um, this one took me a long time to get over. Um, and it was mainly because whenever you hear 
someone talk about drinking calories, you always hear immediately, oh, that's a waste of calories. That that's an absolute waste. Like, you know, you, you got to chew your calories. You don't, you shouldn't, shouldn't drink them that you're not, you're not going to feel full. Um, you, you got to use all your calories on food. Like all, like all of that bullshit you hear all the time when people mention drinking your calories. And because of that, I was hesitant to drink any of my calories, whether that be like lemonade, chocolate milk, um, alcohol. I can say that cause I'm 21 now. Um, anything like that. Like I would always feel so hesitant to, to drink my calories because I fear I'd be wasting my calories and I couldn't use them on food anymore because I was drinking them now. Um, and that like, that, that was tough for a while. And I missed out on so many great opportunities um, to, to have these these drinks that are like once in a lifetime or I'm not going to get anywhere else. And I passed up on them because I didn't want to drink my calories. And I was afraid to, to use my calories on liquids, um, which is just wild to say now because, you know, thankfully, again, now I'm at a point where I don't care if I drink my calories or not. If someone if I'm out for breakfast, I'm getting like a hot chocolate or a chocolate milk or whatever, like I'm or an orange juice. I'm like, I'm just going to do that because. In the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. Like, I, it's really, it's not that big of a deal. Like, you don't always have to go for the diet soda. If you want a regular Coca-Cola, just get it. Like, in, in the long haul, although Diet Coke is really good, I, I will say. Uh, <laughs> but if you want the regular soda, get it. Honor your cravings. Like, if you want a lemonade, if you want, um, I don't know, anything. If, if you want apple juice, if you want this this margarita, I don't know, anything. Like, if you want it please honor that craving and have it because it's not going to matter in the grand scheme of things. And it doesn't matter. Like you're not wasting your calories. That's not true. Drinking your calories is not a waste. It's just a different way to consume them. <laughs> you're, you're drinking them instead of chewing them. That's, that's the only difference. You're not wasting them by any means. Calories are still calories. You're just, you're not wasting them by any means. So don't pay attention to that nonsense because that's not true. Um, and that just that just can kickstart just a horrible relationship with food because you feel like you have to always have your calories on food and oh if, if you drink this x amount of calories drink you can't have those same number of calories in the food you're gonna have later and it messes everything up and it's just like it's just way too much it's it's way too much thought it's way too much it's just so much it's so unnecessary to to waste all this time concerned about drinking your calories instead of eating them. Um, like if you, it's just, it just all ties back into honoring your cravings and like intuitively, intuitively drinking. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. In, intuitively drinking your calories that like, like I was just on vacation and, um, at this like beach, like clam shack, they have, um, frozen lemonade. And in the past I'd be like, Oh, I don't want this. I'm, I'm just going to get like a diet soda instead, but I really wanted this frozen lemonade. So I got multiple over the the week plus i was there and i'm still alive i'm still here i promise like nothing nothing bad happened to me <laughs> like um like i drank my calories and i'm 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 still i'm still breathing so it's like and this was multiple weeks ago so now it's not even on my thought process anymore it's just not i'm way past it like the moment's over it's gone so there's no there's no fear in it because it's just it's the moments past i had i drank that frozen lemonade it was delicious and i moved on and like i'm not stressing out over the fact that i drank my calories and i like i threw everything off but i because i didn't like it's just i and i know this sounds so much easier said than done all these things sound so much easier said than done to break because you when when it's um just always shoved at you by whether it's media whatever it is like tv shows anything it's when it's always shoved 
right at you. It's hard to break those habits because you hear it all the time. You see it all the time. It's so hard to break. But um, once you get over the hump of something like drinking your calories, um, like not looking at yourself in the mirror, um, not using the small utensil all the time, it's life feels so much better. And you realize that you place a lot of emphasis on things that don't actually mean shit in the long run, even though your brain is tricking you into thinking that it's the most important thing in the world right now. Like I, I used to have like anxiety over there being no small utensils left in the the cupboard or whatever. Like I used to have anxiety about shit like that because I felt like I'm going to just, I don't know, break the mold of whatever my mindset was. And um, after, you know, a long time of trying to minimally break these habits every single day, day by day, to ultimately get to a point where I can, I can say I'm, I beat all these habits. And I don't do any of them anymore. Um, it's so worth it. And like I said, at the beginning recovery is something that is not the easiest and it doesn't happen overnight, but it really is the best thing you can do for yourself. And, um, I hope you took something away from this. Um, and like I said, I might, I'm probably going to make a part two of these cause I have other ones that, um, I didn't get a chance to mention in this one, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed this. And um, as always, thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Bobby Podcast. If you found this episode relatable, if you resonated with it in any way, if it made you feel less alone, that's truly amazing. That's incredible um, because that's the goal of this podcast. I really want to make and help others feel less alone, whatever they're going through, because this this stuff is tough, you know, like ED recovery is tough and I never want anyone to feel alone in this because I know there were times I felt alone. So um, I never want anyone to feel alone. So if you um, found this episode enjoyable, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. Check out my TikToks. Um, I will leave all those links in the description. I really appreciate you listening. You're all the best. Have a great rest of your day.